Hi everyone, we are looking at Amos 5 today, and this is a very famous passage, which includes, of course, verse 24, referenced in MLK's I Have a Dream speech. And he says, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a flowing stream. It's a pretty sobering picture of God's people who have turned away from him, and even though they're engaged in a lot of religious activity, they are uh, really far from God. So starting from verse one, it says, hear this word that I take up over you in lamentation. And I just pause there. I think it struck me that God addresses his people in this way. First of all, that he has a reason to lament over them. And this is his people, his creation, who have turned away from him. And his response is to lament. And then he takes up this word over them. And then he has to call them to hear it. And so the fact that the God of the universe would stoop to address his creatures in this way, it's almost to treat them like equals. I think it really shows God's humility, his love, his desire to relate with us. And his message, which is repeated several times in verse four, it's seek me and live. Uh, verse six, seek the Lord and live. And then finally, verse 14, seek good and not evil that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts will be with you. And so God wants what is best for us. He wants us to seek him so that we may live and not die. And I think that is the best for us. It is to seek him, to seek God, to seek good and not evil. Seeking God is is for our ultimate good because of who he is. He is the source of all good and truth and love. And yet we stubbornly choose to turn away, like in Hosea 11, where it says that the people were bent on turning away. And that's who we are, that's what we do as sinners. So verse seven, uh, God says, you who turn justice to wormwood and cast down righteousness to the earth. So really the theme of this passage is justice and righteousness. And this is what the people were not seeking. They were not practicing justice and righteousness. Instead, they are uh, really turning away from God and mistreating God and other people. So instead of upholding justice and righteousness, what did they do? Verse five, there's a reference to Bethel and Gilgal. And these are places uh, where the people were engaged in uh, making offerings to God that were not right. They were not according to God's commands, possibly influenced with other religions and other religious practices, and they were not obeying God in the making of those offerings. And so they actually did more harm than good. In verse 11, it says that they trampled on the poor and exacted taxes of grain from them. Verse 12, afflicting the righteous, taking a bribe, turning aside the needy in the gate. So it's about how they were treating God in their offerings. It's about how they were treating other people, taking advantage of the poor, um, oppressing them. And then finally, verse 10 says, they hate him who reproves in the gate and they abhor him who speaks the truth. So uh, these people had a stance against the truth. They did not receive the truth. It's reminiscent of 2 Timothy uh, 4, where Apostle Paul talks about those who gather teachers who say what their itching ears want to hear and, and they won't listen uh, to truth. So this is a pretty sobering picture of the people. And it's, it's, it says it's an evil time in verse 13. Therefore, he who is prudent will keep silent in such a time. And I think this is really a picture or a portrait of our society today where people do not stand for truth. You can't even uh, speak the truth. And if you try to speak truth, which is to say that what someone is doing is wrong or is mistreating another person, there is such a taboo against that to curb another person's will or desires and to say that something is wrong. To call something immoral is itself considered immoral. And uh, yes, yeah, so I think in the picture of how these people were conducting their lives, it is very reminiscent of today. 
and the way even that the poor are exploited for the uh, benefit of the rich, the powerful profit, while the disadvantaged continue to suffer. And so that is this society. And on top of all of uh, this sin, which does not appear to be some kind of gross immorality, but having to do with these kind of evils and injustices done to one another. But at the same time, they prided themselves on their spirituality and they were like the people in Isaiah chapter one who engaged in all kinds of feasts and assemblies and they were busy bringing offerings and sacrifices even though God did not want them and they're deluded. And in verse 14, they think that God is with them. And then in verse 17 and 18, they, they desire the day of the Lord, uh, not recognizing, not realizing that the day of the Lord is going to mean judgment for them. So they are really deluded. God knows how many are their transgressions and how great are their sins, but they don't seem to know. They are deluded and blind and hypocritical. And I think this is a really sobering picture of how God's people can become. I think it's a really stark warning for us, for uh, the church at large, that we not become this way. And so God's message in verse 14 and 15, it's going to seek God and not evil that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts will be with you. Hate evil, love good, establish justice in the gate. And it may be that the Lord, the God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. And so let's really not mindlessly do all of the religious stuff, engage in quote unquote spiritual acts without really seeking God and being mindful of God. Let's be sure to examine our lives and how uh, we're treating one another because that's what God sees. And I was really pray for our church and our whole uh, nation, that the church at large, we would not be like these people who on the surface seem to be worshiping, but underneath are just like uh, the rest of the world in the way that we treat God and others. So I hope that we can really uh, take heed and that indeed we would have a society and a church where verse 24 is true, where we see justice rolling down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream.